Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, coming up, we have stories about daughter-in-law drama, plastic surgery, fighting sisters, relationship drama, terrible dinners, spicy family drama, and yes, cake stories. Stick around because it's almost tea time. Am I the astronaut for telling my wife to get her own damn cake? Not a great start. I do not care much for birthdays. I never have. To me, they're just another day and another reason to feel like you have to spend money on people. My wife, on the other hand, loves birthdays. This has been an issue for us since we got together, but we've both tried our best to respect the other's feelings. I try to do something nice for her birthdays, and she tries to leave me alone for mine. This year, for some reason, all of her friends have been hung up on this new cake shop that has opened in our town. I will never understand why women have such a thing with status symbols, but they do. This place is ridiculous. Their cakes are small and cost hundreds of dollars for just a few bites. They are decorated with loads of icing that isn't even really edible. The only reason these women even want one is to say they got one, and in my opinion, to say that they can afford to blow hundreds of dollars on a cake. Of course, my wife asked me to get one of these insane cakes for her birthday, and I flat out refused. I love my wife, and we are not poor, but we are also not wasteful. She knows this about me. I'm happy to buy her nice birthday gifts that are useful or that last, but there is no way I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars on something like cake or flowers that will only last a few days. She wants a piece of jewelry? Fine. She wants a new outfit, pair of shoes, done. But a $300 cake? No way. I tried to get her to give me other ideas for her birthday, but she just keeps going on and on and on about this cake. She said she didn't want anything else, but I know that the only reason she wants it is so that she can be part of the in-group with her stuck-up friends. I finally told her if she wanted one of those damn cakes, she was going to have to get the damn thing herself because I was not going to waste money on it. I did get her something else for her birthday that I think she's going to love, but it's not the cake, and she is still mad at me for not giving in and getting her an over priced cake. Does this make me an a-hole? Okay, here, here's the deal. I understand where OP is coming from here. However, I also believe that um, you don't get to decide for other people what they want and don't want on their birthday. And if your significant other really wants something for their birthday and you have a, a set budget, ultimately it's not going to hurt you to have it be something that is not going to last. It's going to hurt them. But they made that choice. She made that choice about what she wanted. Now, if she was expecting that and lavish gifts on top of it, that's a little bit of a, of a different story. But but I'm of the opinion here that if that is the one thing that she wanted for her birthday, 
and it's the one thing that she told you she wanted for her birthday, then you get the damn thing she told you she wanted for her birthday. If Candy Thunder came to me and was like, hey, there's this ridiculously overpriced cake, but it is the only thing I want for my birthday. Zero hesitation. I'd buy it. It would hurt. The entire process would be painful. But I would buy it. Could be one hell of a cake. It could be a, a cake made with um, made with something valuable. The the question specifically here is, uh, am I the astronaut for telling my wife to get her own damn cake? I, I feel like it's a big party foul. And yes, a, a, a cake was harmed. Definitely check the box for four. Definitely check the box for three. I'm at two. Definitely shouldn't have done that. I don't think this is an evil thing because I, I get it. Um, but this is a two for me. Dude, when your significant other wants something for their birthday, as ridiculous as you may think it is, it means something to them. If you're going to spend that amount anyway, freaking do it. The update title is, my fiance has told his ex that he's having Christmas in our place this year. All hell broke loose. Hi, this is an update since many of you are following me for updates. Please read the original post on my page. My fiance and I have been constant conversation about what happened and I have sensed that he is basically terrified of rocking the boat. I don't know if he's scared of his ex or something, but he kept saying that his daughter is the one who's going to pay should he and his ex start fighting. Anyway, he said that he understands that this wasn't an ultimate solution and that he and I are family now. He said he will talk to his ex about the new arrangement. He's done that now and told the ex that he wanted Christmas at our house this year as per their custody agreement. Oh, there is an agreement. Christmas and other holidays should be on alternate years with each parent, and that she's welcome to spend Christmas Eve with us since she doesn't feel comfortable with having me at her house. She called him about a hundred times screaming and hauling insults at him, telling him he was a moron choosing... <laughs> over his own daughter and that he is a worthless coward and a piece of garbage. We'll have to just let you translate the meow and what it means. He stopped answering her for a while. She sent him an email last night that she's going to talk to her lawyer to get full custody and threatened that he will never see his daughter again. Okay, that's red flag worthy. Also, that's not going to work because the hubby here is just like, hey, we're going to follow the custody agreement that was already approved by a court of law. If anything, she's going to get herself in trouble here by not being willing to follow the agreement. That's not going to work the way you think it is, lady. I was shocked because I've never seen her escalate like this and I feel guilty for starting this whole thing. I apologized to my fiance, but he said that it wasn't my fault and that he knew this would happen, but that it was time to take this battle as he knew that he would need to sooner or later. He didn't sleep and has been sad, but he said he wasn't worried about her threats because she can't do anything, but he hates that she's probably going to use his daughter against him when he promised himself to never do that. He said he has been compliant all these years for his daughter's sake, but he always knew this day was coming and he can't just be a doormat anymore. I just don't know what to do now. I still feel responsible for what happened and I hate seeing him distraught and sad. I haven't even told him we are expecting either. I feel empty. Am I the astronaut? I forgot. I forgot she was expecting. She still hasn't told him. So he's just, but here's the good part. The good part is that he finally made the decision on his own, sort of, to go ahead and stand up to his ex and say, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. And what he said about he knew this time was coming, I'm, I'm relieved to hear because yeah, the, the shitty part about all this is that him being complicit in playing house this whole time for his daughter's benefit uh, is going to turn into a negative. Like if there is a negative backlash with his daughter from this, it's because he was complicit for so long and built up this expectation for it. And, and yeah, the bigger risk here is that she is 
going to use his daughter against him. But you know what? If she's calling her lawyer to start a court battle, bring it because she's going to be the one who gets whooped in the ass. She's going to be the one who proves herself less likely to be the more amenable parent. She's going to be the one who proves herself less likely to follow a plan, less likely to allow frequent and meaningful contact with the other parent. She is going to implode and it's not going to go well for her. I, I'm NTA here, OP. NTA. You know this is the right thing to do, and your your husband knows that it's the right thing to do, or fiance. Your fiance knows that it's the right thing to do. Yes, you're not married yet, but you will be soon. He knows it's the right thing to do, and it was just a matter of time. It sucks that he waited this long to do that, but thank goodness he decided to go ahead and do it before even knowing that you're expecting, because this has to happen. And you know what? If she can't handle it, and she's going to go ape shit, then he needs to talk to his attorney too, and maybe all communication about this matter needs to be directed through attorneys, and that would stop at least some of that. And if it doesn't, there's some action that he can take there too. NTA, this has to happen. It is pain. It is a fire that you're going to have to walk through. OP's husband or OP's fiance and you, OP, it's going to suck too. She's going to make life hell for you too. But it is a fire that you have to walk through. It is the right thing to do. And it was just a matter of time. It sucks that you had to do it at all, but it's because he decided to roll with it. And I know, I, I know why he did. It's, you know, his little girl. The thought of disappointing her or or not doing something for her when it, at the time when he wasn't with you prior, it didn't didn't harm anything for him to be there. At least that was his thought process. But now, but now, not as good. Unfortunately, over this amount of time, because there was a precedent and an expectation built up, that's why she's reacting as hard as she is now. Ugh. Am I the ass cut out for being honest with my girlfriend when she asked a question about the birthday cake she made me? Well, I mean, it ended up as an AITA story, so I'm guessing offering that unfiltered feedback did not go well. I, 34 male, had a birthday just yesterday, and my girlfriend, 36 female, offered to bake me a cake. I told her that I would prefer a chocolate cake, devil's food, with chocolate icing and nothing fancy. She's usually a great baker, and I guess she thought that wasn't sophisticated enough or something. She baked me a chocolate cake with vanilla icing between the two layers of cake, then surrounded in chocolate frosting. The cake was fine, but I was disappointed because it was not what I wanted. She must have noticed and asked me if I was disappointed, so I was honest with her. Yes, I was disappointed. It wasn't the cake I asked for. I said, if I wanted vanilla in a cake, I would have asked for vanilla in the cake. I didn't make a scene. I didn't pout. I even ate half of the slice, the chocolate part. She got upset with me and said, but I've made vanilla cake before and you liked it. I pointed out that I don't mind vanilla icing, but it's not what I wanted for my birthday. Her feelings were hurt and she even pulled a, I'm not going to make you any cake next year, which I replied with, I will order my own and get my money back if they don't do it like I want it. Apparently, that was the last straw. She asked me to leave, later texted me that I embarrassed her in front of her kids, and now she won't reply to my messages. I think birthdays are important things. I feel like I was honest with her when she asked me. I didn't want to lie about it. My friend told me I should have been grateful that she made the cake at all, especially one that I've eaten and liked in the past. Maybe I overreacted a bit, though I don't feel like I did and hope to get a second opinion. Am I the ass cannot hear? Edit, after looking at the comments, I've apologized to my girlfriend for being a partial asshole, but also asked her for an apology as well because it looked like the results were about 50-50 on whether I was or wasn't, at least when I skimmed. She hasn't replied yet, but I'll assume I'll hear from her today. She is probably just thinking about how she can best apologize to me. Ah, <laughs> you think you think that's what's happening in her mind? <laughs> you think she's like, mm, how do I, how do I best, how do I 
best apologize to him. I don't think that's what's happening in her mind, bro. Uh, also, I think apologizing, but then asking someone to also apologize to you. Maybe, maybe not the, uh, maybe not the best idea. This was a, a brozo move. You don't apologize while asking for an apology from the person you're apologizing to. That's not a real apology. I'm torn on this because, yes, he was very specific in what he asked for, but yes, he should have also been grateful that she made a cake for him. She asked what kind of cake he wanted. He was very specific. She got halfway there. Uh, I do feel like it is an everybody sucks here because... He was very specific about what he wanted and, you know, she should have had a reason for deviating past that. If it was because that's all she had to work with, that's one thing. And um, she probably should have said that he should have approached this differently. He should have delivered his feedback a little bit better. And I'll give you an example. My dad does not like angel food cake, doesn't like it. But his mom, my grandma, was convinced that he loved angel food cake and was making it for his birthday for like 50 years. And he never spoke up because he didn't want to hurt her feelings. And yeah, he should have at some point, but he never did because that's just he was more concerned about her feelings than, you know, him not getting a, a cake that he he's not a huge fan of. Everyone sucks here for sure. I feel like um, I feel like hubby in this case or boyfriend in this case. Is that what it is? You know what? Let's go ahead and say they're they're both a three and they cancel out here because they should have done this differently. She should have done her part differently as well. Um, but I think this is a communication issue, right? This is something that you guys at this point need to communicate through and make sure that it doesn't happen again and say, hey, I'll just make sure that I communicate that like no vanilla, please. And and she should say something like, you know, I'm sorry I should have listened and uh, I'll be more careful about how I ask for feedback or whatever. But there needs to be concessions made on both sides so that they can communicate through this better in the future. Right. Communication. This is titled, Am I the Askonaut for telling my in-laws to mind their effing business when they intervened in a disagreement between my husband and I about our unborn son's name? Ooh, we're off to a good start here. I, 28 female, have been married to my husband for 18 months and we're expecting our first child in November. Back when I first met my husband, we had discussed children and even naming children. We both wanted kids and both felt that kids deserve their own name and not honor names or long-standing family names. My husband has one. It's somewhat of a tradition and he told me it was complicated at the best of times, but also meant what felt like a very old man name was often continued on and on in the family with no time to let it rest. We discussed it all more in depth when we got engaged. We had agreed that we would stand together and not give a son, if we had one, the family name that would be expected. We are now in the very position we had discussed and my husband has changed his mind. Ah, shit. You mean mama got to him. The name in question is Arthur. The name has become far more popular in the last couple of years and I worry that it's made my husband give in and decide that we should stick to the tradition. I'm very upset about this fact and my husband and I have been disagreeing for close to three months now on the topic of the name. I still stand by my belief that children should have their own name and I still don't even like the name. He has gone back on our promise and that stings. We were at his sister's house on Saturday for her daughter's birthday party. While we were there, certain family members, mostly his mom, brother, and grandfather were telling us that we should announce baby Arthur's name and I told them Arthur was not going to be my son's name. My husband said we still needed to talk more about that and he would find a way to talk me around. His mom chimed in with a remark about trusting them to name babies over my own parents who sought to give me a trendy and boyish name, Riley. Ooh. 
mama done effed up there. Oh, she just, she just attacked your name. Holy shit. I told her she was being rude and she had no right to insult my parents. My husband told his mom that she was stepping over the line. She said she was calling it like she saw it. She also claimed my parents had an even bigger issue with middle names, which according to her showed that my parents only ever considered themselves and not me or my siblings. My husband told her to stop. But he brought it up again and I told him I would not be pressured into a name we had both agreed multiple times on. Then his family got involved again and told me I shouldn't want to deny my son the chance to hold the family name. They also told me it wasn't fair for me to unilaterally decide his name. I told them to mind their own effing business and I did say effing because kids were around and this was between my husband and me. They were shocked at how I spoke to them and told me I should have apologized and left. They still want their damn apology. Am I the astronaut? Uh, so the, the fact that you had an agreement on this in the first place that he walked back means that family pressure is involved. There's no way around that. And the fact that uh, the fact that mom was there to chime in and number one, attack your name, attack your parents for giving you your first name and middle names in general shows that she doesn't respect you at all. She just wants an heir, right? They want an heir that has the same name so that they can keep the family engine going and you had already decided and agreed upon that. What your husband probably isn't realizing here is that this was something that he agreed upon, which was like a condition of you guys being on the same page before getting married. You guys got into this when you were engaged and it was a, hey, before we do this, I need to make sure we're on the same page about this. If we ever have kids, I'm not naming my effing child Arthur. That was pretty much the discussion and you both agreed. Then you got married. Then he walked it back. So did he start your marriage on false pretenses? Is this marriage built on lies? That's the question that he has to answer now. It doesn't matter what his freaking mom wants. It does not matter at all. It matters what you guys want for your child. I do believe that one parent shouldn't decide the name of the child. I do believe that this should be this should be a, a decision that's made by you two agreeing on something, but you had already agreed on something. And then mama got involved, started pulling the puppet strings, and he started dancing. He needs a wake-up call here. He needs some kind of a wake-up call to say, hey, look, look, bucko, you decided on this. Why are you letting your mom manipulate you now? And is this how it's going to be for the rest of our life? Anytime we have to make a decision, your mom's going to make it for you because that sucks. Also, that's not what we agreed to whenever I said yes to marrying you. So did you just lie to me to get me to marry you, to provide you with an heir? Cool. I'll be leaving now. That was that was cool, but you should be going now. <laughs> the question is, am I the astronaut for telling my in-laws to mind their effing business when they intervened in a disagreement between my husband and I about our unborn son's name? Hell no, it is none of their effing business. You called it like you saw it, right, Ma? And her attacking your name and attacking your parents for giving you those names is the most childish bullshit I've ever heard. Your parents aren't aren't involved in the conversation about giving your, your child a name. Why does she feel like they have a say? Because she wants to have a say? Trust us with the baby name. I would trust myself over your parents. Gave you a name like Riley. I didn't know if you were a girl or a boy. I, I think that this is more common, though, when you have these legacy families who have names to pass down, who have wealth to pass down as well. That shit means a lot more to them then. But you guys had an agreement. Your husband is being the asshole in this scenario because he's a allowing himself to be puppeteered by his effing mom. That's the big problem here. You are NTA. He went back on his word, and I'm going to go ahead and give him an ask on two here. He might be one. This might be a one for allowing this to happen, and now it's stressful drama. You're pregnant. You don't need to be going through that shit right now. He's allowing it to happen, and if anything... Stoking the fire. He's not helping it. He did tell his mom to, that she stepped over the line, but it didn't stop anything. She just kept going. Good job, dude. 
She really respects your boundaries. This could get messy. Am I the astronaut for being upset by my daughter-in-law's reaction to asking about rent money? I know that you love mother-in-law stories, so I thought I would share this latest interaction. I am the mother-in-law, 50. My son and his wife, both age 25, along with their kids, live with me. Kids are male, age 7, here part-time, first grade. Male, age 5, here full-time, starting school. Female, age 3, here full-time. My son's wife is currently pregnant with number 4. This pregnancy is high risk due to mom having high blood pressure and the 3-year-old being born at 28 weeks. Oof. I am thrilled about being a nana again, as I was made to be a grandma. I also understand that she needs rest, so I can say nothing about the fact that my house is constantly a mess since we found out. I bought my house in 2020. I had talked with my son and daughter-in-law about moving in with me while I was looking for a house, and he had declined. I was making good money at the time, so began looking for a house to buy. I asked him repeatedly as I was looking if he was serious about living with me. They say no. At the time, they had a two-bedroom apartment that was housing the two of them, the two oldest boys, along with my son's mother-in-law and her two other daughters, who were still in school. I respected their decision and began my house hunt. I found a four-bed, two-and-a-half bath that suited me nicely. As it was the height of the market explosion, I was not really expecting to find a place, but my offer was accepted. I was ecstatic. I had just purchased my first home. After about nine months, they asked to move in with me. I was happy to have them. We agreed that they would pay $500 per month to start, and after they had been here a couple of months, we would evaluate the change in utility cost, and they could contribute to utilities. After a few months, they were struggling with the phone bill, so I added them to my plan. We upped the rent payment to $600 per month, which they paid at a rate of $150 every payday. That was great, but I was working in retail in a management position during COVID. By the end of 2021, I was burnt out. Due to the employment shortage, I was unable to continue and looked for other work. I got a new job, but because of the money the kids were contributing, I took a lower pay than what I was making. It caused me to be living on a shoestring budget, but I was getting by. I had some car trouble and the hot water heater had to be replaced. These are things I did not have savings to cover. My son missed some work, but did delivery gigs to make up for the time, or he tried to. He missed a rent payment and said he would make it up the next week. When the next payday came around, I was expecting a certain amount. It was short. I calmly, and I do mean calmly, asked where the rest was, and my daughter-in-law got really mad and started yelling at me about school clothes and shoes needing to be purchased and that they did not have enough to cover everything. I did not ask for any more money. I only asked that they talk to me about issues. Don't just spring it on me. She sent me the rest of the money, yelled at me that her kids didn't really need shoes, and has refused to speak to me since. It's been three days. My son acts like nothing has happened, and she leaves the room and just gives me dirty looks if we happen to cross paths. I have tried to talk to her, but she just ignores me. I don't want to lose contact with my grandkids, and I know that if I don't find a way to fix this, that is what will happen. What do I do? Am I the astronaut in this situation? Here's the kicker, though. This is all centered around his what girlfriend the significant other i'll call her nana's trying to talk to her too but she ignores her so this is this is a her problem and i understand where you're at you don't want to lose contact with your grandkids but there's also a teachable moment here about boundaries 
right? And you, if you establish these boundaries now, and it sounds like you've been a little soft about how you approach that. If you, if you're trying to establish firm boundaries here, you're going to have to do that firmly and say, look, I understand stuff happens and I'm in the same boat because of that. If you aren't going to be able to pay your rent on time, I need to know X days in advance. And I also need to know that there's a plan attached to it about when you will make that up because I have to pay bills too. And when you screw me like that, you're affecting my credit. You're affecting all kinds of things. We need electricity. We need to be able to stay in this house. And that can only happen if you guys are paying your fair share because I cannot afford to front those things for you anymore. There was a time when I was more comfortable and I had more cushion. That time is gone. We are all shoestring right now. And respect me enough to communicate with me ahead of time instead of surprising me with problems. I need at least X days in advance. And I need you to agree to that to continue staying here. I also need you to respect me enough to not be giving me dirty looks and to not be refusing to talk to me. I'm doing you a favor by letting you stay here. Do you agree to this in order to keep staying here? Those firm boundaries, if you can establish them and stick to them, might be able to make this work. She's a problem causer. We can see this already. She's a a shit stirrer and she will keep doing it. But right now you've been probably too nice. There's going to have to be some hard loving here. There's going to have to be some, some firm boundaries instituted. And even, even if you do end up asking them to leave, I highly recommend establishing those boundaries now, because if you don't, even if they don't live with you, she's, she particularly is going to try to walk all over you still and is not going to respect you. You can't make her respect you. Title here is, am I the astronaut for being upset by my daughter-in-law's reaction to asking about rent money? That is asking if you're the asshole for feeling something. You cannot be an asshole for feeling something. You can for doing the wrong thing with those feelings. But again, for feeling something, no, absolutely not. I highly recommend instituting some firm boundaries here. The title of this story is, Am I the Askinaut for Threatening to Destroy My Boyfriend's Sandcastle If He Continues to Go to the Beach Without Me? I, 27 female, live close to the beach and regularly go swimming. My boyfriend, 21 male, recently moved into my place and we've been consistently going together. As I'm busy working full time, it is a great way for us to spend and enjoy time together. So here's the thing. My boyfriend is a very good looking guy, 6'4", amazing bone structure, athletic, but he's oblivious to this. As a result, I have to constantly witness him getting hit on by women and intervene. I've raised this concern once, but he always thinks the women are just being nice. This is especially annoying at the beach when I see women blatantly checking him out and making excuses to talk to him. I've gotten into multiple fights over the last two weeks alone with girls who got way too comfortable just because I wasn't nearby. They normally approach him when he's building that silly little sandcastle he's been working on and I'm in the distance reading a book. They never do this shit when I'm right beside him. Anyway, a few days ago, there was a beach party and I was mainly hanging out with my girlfriends. Well, I overheard some women talking to my boyfriend and telling me that he had great hair. I listened to how he'd respond and he said, uh, thank you, WTF. I walked over, grabbed his hand and told the woman that she was being inappropriate. She apologized and claimed that she only meant to give a compliment. Yeah, right. B. I don't know, bitch. Can I say bitch on here? Sure. 
That's what we're saying. I gave her a gentle shove, which made her angry, and she started being rude to me. My boyfriend managed to de-escalate the situation, but I was so heated. When we got home afterward, I told him that he would no longer hit the beach without me. He said that he has a lot more flexibility slash availability. He's not doing much right now apart from a part-time job, and that it's not fair to him to wait for my availability. I explained to him that he's so oblivious to women to the point that it embarrasses me. Once again, he thought the women, the woman who spoke to him earlier was simply being nice. <laughs> he's so immature that I had to explain she's not being nice, dude. She's literally dying to get with you. I told him that if he continued to go without me, or at least at the very least my knowledge, I'd destroy the sandcastle he's been building. For the record, I've helped him here and there too, but it's... <laughs> For the record, I've helped him here and there too, but it's something he mainly did alone. After a long fight, he finally agreed and said he wouldn't go without me slash my knowledge anymore. I know it's a bit harsh, but I'm thinking how sometimes rules need to be set in relationships to keep it healthy. If some guy blatantly hit on me in front of him, he'd be annoyed too and wouldn't like me hanging out at the beach alone. Am I the asshole? Well, she's going to mess up his sandcastle. Okay, what do you think, Candy? What is, what do you, what's your take on this story? If you can't trust your your boyfriend to talk to another woman without having to get up and shove her, (laughs) then you shouldn't be in a relationship. It's no, she's 100% the asshole. And also I like building sandcastles and I'm 37. So, which I understand, like if you want to build a sandcastle, that's cool to build a sandcastle. But, but I feel she, like this dude takes a sandcastle. Maybe maybe he's in a competition like, for building like sandcastles. Like twenty-one years old. I mean, I think he's also just maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Gently, we, we were having shoved. this debate before of whether or not like like he knows. Like she says that he doesn't know how good looking he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that they're hitting on him. And we're like, oh, yeah. I don't, or maybe hey, is that what he I says mean, to her because he knows that she's insecure about it? They both kind of seem a little bit immature. But for her to say he's immature because he doesn't understand that people are hitting on him. If someone says you have nice hair, that doesn't mean that they're automatically want to sleep with yeah. you or whatever she thinks. And that you should not go up to somebody and, and push them, yeah. <laughs> gently shove um, because you, they said that. That's just... It does sound kind she's of She's a walking red flag. Yeah. yeah. She's a walking red flag. And yeah, he should not be with her. I mean, if someone said Dusty had nice hair, I'd be like, yeah, he does. It's great. And I think that's the thing. Like, he's he's 21 and she's 27. That's Wait, pretty- what? I did not read that part. You she's 27? She's 27. So it is oh, kind of an age. no. Total. Ask on one. Okay. <laughs> Throw the F up, girl. Come on. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, she's 20. That's a pretty big, like. Yeah. That's a big uh, difference. On. Like, he's. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm yeah. You didn't know. You didn't. You I didn't, didn't see the age. No, I, I skimmed it, but I didn't see the age. I didn't. And I wasn't. I didn't hear that part of it. But holy crap, lady. Come on. Lady. <laughs> She's a lady. She's a lady, ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me, Mrs. <laughs> Grow right. up. So OP is what you're going with. Ask on one. Ask on one. You are too old for that shit. Too old. If you think she's 27 dating a 21-year-old and she's shoving girls at parties. And she's messing up the sand castle. Get your shit together. Come on. Come on. Am I the Askinaut for making my roommate a special cake without warning her? I, 24 female, recently met my now ex-boyfriend, 23 male, let's call him Dante, a few months ago. It was nothing serious, but I did like him a lot and was hoping it would become something more serious. Well, that's derailed now. A couple of weeks ago, my roommate, 23 female, let's call her Tay, decided she liked my boyfriend. Tay is usually pretty nice, but she's one of these people who usually gets what they want. We met during college and decided to get an apartment together. I'm now graduated. She's a senior. I had decided to have a get-together with some friends and Dante. 
Tay drank a little too much that night and kept flirting with Dante. Should have done this a second ago. We'll do it now. I grew increasingly annoyed throughout the night, asking her to stop multiple times until I caught them kissing in the bathroom. I was so mad I saw red. I asked Dante to leave in a much less nice way and refused to speak to Tay for a few days. This past week, we began talking more, and she's convinced it's water under the bridge. She holds no accountability whatsoever. She said she was just drunk, and whatever things she does are not her fault. So I thought of a little something to get back at her. Her birthday was coming, and I decided to bake her a cake. For some context, Tay and I both like to take edibles to relax, and we're no stranger to them, especially when we were both at university. But we haven't taken as much in the past few months. So I googled a recipe and found something called a space cake. Basically, I wanted to make Tay a giant edible. But nice present, yes, but I was going to get back at her by giving her a slice without warning her. According to a lot of the comments I saw in these recipes, the cakes are usually pretty strong. So I spent the day whipping up the cake to the best of my ability and then put it in the fridge when I was done. It definitely wasn't the prettiest cake, just a brown rectangle in a pan. It's not like it needed to be pretty. I'll start dragging on and get to the part where I may have messed up. When Tay got home that night, she said she'd had a super long day and wasn't feeling very well. I offered her some of the cake that I had made for her, and she said it was super sweet and thought maybe she have some the next day. Oh well, I thought I'd get her tomorrow night then. Wrong. I began to get a string of texts from Tay the next day while I was at work and she was at school. At first, I got a long text apologizing for her kissing Dante. She said that she had really liked him, but it was an awful thing to do and she couldn't thank me enough for forgiving her and making her the cake. Uh-oh. Then I started to get things like, what did you do? And basically, she ate a piece of the cake for breakfast. I had somehow not considered the fact that she could eat cake for breakfast. I took a half day at work and drove to pick her up. She was throwing up and couldn't really drive. Turns out she ate a pretty big piece of that cake. She was upset and asked why I didn't tell her and I told her I was going to give it to her as revenge for making out with Dante. She said I was insane and is now looking to move out. I know I probably should have thought it through more, but I didn't expect her to eat a slice before going to school. And on the off chance that she did, I didn't expect it to be so strong. Am I the astronaut for making my roommate a special cake without warning her? Um, okay, so we We've covered some stuff like this before, uh, and and I think I know where chat's sentiment lie, but I want to get Caden Thunder up here to give some insight, or not insight, like you have experience with uh, special cakes or anything, but uh, <laughs> based off of the podcast, some people did ask if you were high during the podcast. <laughs> no, that's just the way he is, uh, but <laughs> we'll see what you think here. Ladies and gentlemen, Caden Thunder. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think that while it was pretty funny, it was... It was also what OP did was kind of stupid and dangerous. And uh, if she had tried driving or something or like maybe she, you know, didn't have a she wasn't having a good time. She like started freaking out in class or something could have it could have messed up a lot of things. So, yeah, pretty sure that could be a felony. Yeah, I think drugging someone probably wasn't the best revenge for her kissing out with or making out with your boyfriend, not kissing out with your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, I think I think. It's it's an Ascon one. I'm I'm doing Ascon one. Going for it, huh? I'm going for it because He's going for it. I think the uh, drugging someone kind of takes the cake here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would agree here too. And if you had somebody, you can't do this without someone's consent. Mm. There's too much risk involved. It is. There was another one that was like a an Xlex cake, and it's the same kind of thing. If somebody, ha- you don't know if somebody's going to have a medical reaction to this. You don't know uh, if they're going to go 
try to operate a vehicle or machinery. And I mean, hell, what if they were supposed to babysit or something that day? There are too many risks involved. There are too many unknowns. And you put yourself you put yourself in in a, a liable seat whenever you do that uh, to someone else. Like she, this could have been really, really bad. And also, you know, looking at the scales of justice here, someone kissing your boyfriend and potentially ending their life are not equal. Right. Yeah. It's not it was that was not that was not an applicable response. It was not to like uh, up and equal to kind of thing. It's yes, she's a shitty roommate and she's entitled and she gets whatever she wants and she's going to act like that forever. But it's not worth risking all of the calamity that could ensue from from drugging her. And it doesn't matter what you drugged her with. It's, you drugged her. And apparently she had enough to get vomiting violently ill so uh, you were walking the line there could have been really really bad um revenge is one thing but uh my gosh a1 son a1 a1 yeah she got the she got the a1 sauce there Am I the astronaut for throwing my sister and her children out in front of all the guests? My female 32 older sister, female 47, has always been a little mean-spirited, but everyone in my family has appeased her due to our parents, especially our mother. No matter what she has done, our mother will make excuses for her. Yesterday, she took it to another level. She recently separated because of her shenanigans, and my mother pressured me to allow her and her children, 3 female, 5 male, 8 male, 11 female, 13 male, to stay with me as my other siblings, female 25, 30 male, 37 female, male 43, wouldn't take her in. They all made excuses that they have family and I don't have a partner, so it makes sense that I put up with her. I agreed, but told her that no matter what happened in the past, I wouldn't put up with her behavior anymore. This is my newly bought house, and I expected them all to behave and follow how House rules. No sneaking around and going through cupboards. No taking food, which is labeled. I meal prep for work. No reading diaries. She has done this on several occasions when we lived together as children and when we house shared or going on my devices without prior permission. A laptop is available for guest use. No borrowing my clothes. She had stayed with me for a month and managed to break all of the rules. When confronted, her go-to answer is, so what? It's only a diary. Just some food. You can make more and so on. Her children have also broken a few of my things. Every time my mother has convinced me to make her stay due to her situation and that the children are just children. Yesterday, I had a work party at my place and I am a private person, so I don't discuss my private life with anyone. It's usually high and by for me. My team leader convinced me to have the party at my place in return for reimbursement. Strike one was her coming down before the party and wearing the dress I had chosen for the party, but due to her being a size 12, she ripped it in the sides as I am a size 8. I'm sure she knew what she was doing when she did this as well. I didn't want to ruin the party, so told her to quit her BS and put on a different dress. She mingled with my guests and told several embarrassing stories, quite a few made-up ones too. I tried to keep my cool. Her youngest was also at the party despite our agreement that she had to put her to bed early. She puked on one of the managers who took it in stride and said she was only a baby, these things happen. At the meal, my sister called for attention by tapping her champagne glass. This is when shit hit the fan. She started reading out loud from my diary, pages with things I haven't shared with my closest friends, never mind co 
co-workers. She got about half a page down before I grabbed her and took her to the door and threw her out. I also grabbed her children and chucked them out. Well, like, chucked, chucked, like, okay. Then I went upstairs and grabbed what I could of hers and threw it out the second floor window. There was no going back from that, and my guests made their excuses to leave. This morning, my mother left me some choice words on my answering phone, and my older brother is angry as he has to put up with her until they can convince me to take her back as my mother said. My sister left me 10 plus messages on how disrespectful I was. I have taken the week off work, but can't see how I can return ever again. Am I the asshole for not being patient with her during her grieving moment in life? Uh, hell no. What? No, no. Like every, every rule that you had here, every effing. Okay. Hang on. I got to put my helmet on for feedback. I forgot. It's got some confetti on it here. Excuse me, ma'am. As an explorer of the Ascon universe, I can confirm that you are not the asshole, but that your sister is definitely an Ascon one. Um, probably worse, but she's the, somehow the golden child, even though she's a complete F up, uh, in life and has no respect for anyone whatsoever. Um, yeah, Houston, we have a problem. We have a big problem here. This, this person has no respect for you at all. It intentionally broke all of your rules, read from your diary at your work party specifically to embarrass you to the point where you can't even go back to work now. What the hell did she expect? And I'd say, like, I feel bad for the kids here. I feel really bad. It's not their fault they have a batshit crazy mom, right? And I, and my gut reaction is don't throw them out too, but you have, they're connected. Like, you cannot keep them from her and you have to get rid of her. So it's a package deal. She made that decision for them. You told her what the rules were. You said, these are the rules if you want to stay here. She ignored them, thereby making the decision to get her and her kids thrown out. Because of that, I'll be taking her on the shuttle all the way up to Ascon 1 here. But you, you ma'am, are not the asshole. I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. And yeah, I'd, it'd be tough to go back to work there. I get it. Um, there'd probably be a lot of respect for you if you did, though. If you showed back up and took your licks and were like, what are you going to do? I have a batshit crazy sister. People would be like, you're stronger than I am. Having her there during the work party was a huge risk. And I would have been like, I have to, I have to ship her off during this work party because there's just too much risk involved at all. Am I wrong for being upset my parents are choosing to pay my dog's surgeries over my plastic surgery? Well, okay. I, 18 female, have disliked the way I've looked for a while. I confided with my mother for the past four years how I felt, the lack of confidence, the uncomfortableness of social events, etc. I just wanted to feel my best self before college and start anew. So my mother agreed to let me get a rhinoplasty. She called the office and when the woman on the phone offered the next available date, a couple of weeks before classes, she immediately accepted. For a reference, we agreed that I would pay for half and it would cost around 7k. Now I have three dogs. Two of them are 12-year-old Goldens who have had health problems in the past. One of them already had a tumor removal surgery and they got regular vet visits. This week we found out one has nose cancer and the other needs their gallbladder removed. This entails surgeries and treatments that cost way more than mine. Today, the day of my pre-op consultation, my mother dropped the bomb that I can't have it done. She said it's mainly because of my dog's medical expenses. I love my dogs, but I can't help but feel bitter. I didn't even want dogs. My parents just got them for company to cuddle 
all that. Meanwhile, something that would significantly improve my confidence mental health is thrown away for them. After she apologized, I curtly said it was fine, but she can tell I'm still deeply hurt. Am I wrong for feeling this way? Okay, remember we say you can't be an asshole for feeling something so let's see let's let's see what she does with it there are some edits here so so let's see what she does with it edits i've read most of the comments but i want to clarify something these procedures are not life-saving my dogs are old very old extensive chemotherapy or cutting my damn dog nose off will put them in more pain and suffering it will not cure anything edit two i'm not asking them to not pay for my dog's care i wouldn't do that looking at my post it reads like i'm blaming my dogs or asking them to not pay for their surgery that is not what I meant. That's my bad. Out of anger, I made those comments. I understand this is the natural course of action my parents must take, but I'm still upset for myself. Not asking for anything to change, just sitting in my pain. Call that selfish. Okay. But you guys are acting like I can't be upset at two things at once. Like my years of insecurity will just go away. Okay, so she didn't take any action on it and she actually clarified in the edit here that um, that she she didn't want anything to change. She just, she she feels upset and just wants to know if she's wrong for feeling upset and and again you can't be an asshole for feeling something it's what you choose to do with that feeling that can determine if you are or aren't morgan i agree she sounds she sounds awfully entitled but at least she had the self-awareness to say i'm sitting in this i'm just experiencing this i just want to know if, if you guys feel like this feeling is justified um or if it's ridiculous and and yeah i i don't i'm no expert on psychology or plastic surgery but it feels like this isn't gonna fix everything like she thinks it's going to. It's not going to fix it. I don't think it's going to be the magic wand that she thinks it's going to. She's immediately going to have more self-esteem and she's if they can't help pitch in their 50% now, she has to make the choice on if she wants to pay for 100% of it. She said like my years of insecurity will just go away. Flip that same statement towards if you have plastic surgery, do you think your years of insecurity will just go away? It's an aesthetic surgery. It's not going to change who you are. It's not going to change your feelings. It's not going to change any kind of trauma that you have. It's 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 a surface thing. It's changing what it looks like. It is. I don't know. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some research behind it about how um, you know how it can actually affect self-esteem and insecurity, but I don't think it's going to be a quick, immediate fix like she thinks it's going to. I mean, it's a few weeks before classes start. Like, she's probably going to be all bruised up and swollen, I would think. And, I mean, if anything, I think she's got to be addressing both things. And I think a lot of plastic surgeons actually recommend this, too. It's it's You're going to have to be addressing and working on the inside as well as the outside if you want to do the outside. You cannot ignore the inside and feel like changing something on the outside is going to fix the inside i don't think it works that way and i think that's the bottom line here and and we say it a lot you can't be the asshole for feeling something it's what you do with it so yes if she gets to the point where she's actively exhibiting resentment because she's allowed her her feelings to to build to that point then yeah that's going to be an issue um but there are all kinds of other red flag warning signs throughout this that i feel like she's going to have to address This one is, am I the astronaut for not eating the dinner my husband made for me? This is about me, 31 female, and my husband, 30 male. In our household, we don't really cook because we both work at places with free or very cheap, warm, and good lunches. So on weekdays, we tend to have very light dinners. Think just some simple sandwiches. Or sometimes even nothing if we're still full from lunch. If we're not working on that day, we mostly get takeout or go out to eat. 
On the rare occasions we want homemade dinner, I'm the one who cooks because frankly, my husband is a horrible cook and always has been. So my 31st birthday fell on a work day this year and I wasn't planning on celebrating anything. Just wanted to get some nice dinner with my husband and watch a movie afterwards or something. I asked him if he wanted to go to one of our favorite local restaurants that day and he said no. He would take care of dinner. I thought cool, thinking he'd get takeout or order in. Well, that day when I came home from work, I got into the living room and I saw that my husband was setting up the table. He says he made me dinner and that surprised me because again, he's not a good cook. But I sit down and wait for him to finish setting up the table. And well, it was bad. Very bad. The pasta dish he made, the sauce was weirdly grainy and oily. Smelled off too. He tried to make little pies stuffed with cheese, but all the pies were half burned and most of the cheese had oozed out from them already. Well, like, uh, like pizza rolls? The chocolate pudding he made for dessert was still extremely liquidy. It was very clear that nothing turned out the way it should have, but I thanked him and told him I appreciated the effort. But that we both know his cooking skills are bad, so he should have just gotten takeout or order in. He got upset, but honestly, he knew the food was messed up. And I still wanted a nice dinner, so I asked if he wanted to order in, but he refused. So I still ordered in for him too, in case he wanted it later, but he only ate his portion of the dinner. Afterwards, he called me a jerk and said, at the very least, I should have tried the food. Oh, he didn't even try it. It's been a few weeks, and sometimes I think that I was too harsh, and maybe I should have just tried the food, even if I knew it would be bad. Am I the astronaut? There is this episode of Bluey. Shocking, I know. But where the kids um, decide they're going to make food for the parents and they end up making this thing. It's called a, like a special. And it's uh, it's like a jello mold with like spaghetti and meatballs and like all kinds of other crap shoved into it. And and they know it's going to be disgusting. They serve that to their mom. The mom's like, um, and the dad bandit is like, uh, I know this isn't very romantic, but can we trade? So he gets her food um, and so she won't have to eat it. And he takes a bite um, and they end up expecting him to eat the whole thing so he eats the whole thing and then gets sick but he does it for them and i feel like in this case yes obviously the food didn't turn out the way that it was supposed to i'm sure he was stressed and disappointed about that not even attempting to try to taste it i would i would be a little hurt by even even though it all turned out like like garbage even though i i knew that it didn't all turn out the way that i wanted it to bless you by the way um i'd still be like i'm gonna try it um if you would at least try it and then we can make the decision on whether we're gonna order something in or do something different but let's at least give it a shot. It doesn't it doesn't have to look great to taste great. So give it a shot. Um, so the question here is, am I the astronaut for not eating the dinner my husband made for me? I think the question should be, am I the astronaut for not trying the dinner my husband made for me? And for that, I would say yes. I don't think you're an evil person, but I think you definitely shouldn't have done that. Or in this case, definitely should have at least tried it. And then after that, made your determination, but not even attempting it when someone went to a lot of effort knowing that they're not good at this in the first place is something that I feel like it's a gesture. That's all it is. It is a gesture. It, even if you know it's going to taste bad, it is a gesture of appreciation. It is an ask on to thing. And uh, and that is unfortunate. He tried, right? Shannon agreed. Uh, Chelsea Stevens says food safety is serious. Yeah, but everything was cooked. I mean, everything was cooked. If anything, it was overcooked. So, I mean, that's an issue. All you have to do is, but he was eating it. So here's the issue. So he was eating it. And he didn't want to do anything else because he was he was butthurt about about her not even trying it. If she had taken a bite, I can't say with 100% certainty, but it would have at least presented a better chance of him being like, yes, we can order something in. Thank you for at least trying it. But I'm sure he was frustrated. But I think it's it's the it's, it's just not even attempting part that sucks.
Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.